What it do and welcome in to episode 577 of your favorite podcast in the world. This is That Being Said Podcast with your boys, Sammy. And me, George Arjur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sound Hub. Uh, episode 577 was the uh, part two NBA over-unders, George. Strictly basketball, strictly hoops. Um, we went up from the Nets up to the Bucks and the over-unders, our predictions, and we gave our locks for the overs and our locks for the unders. Um, quite the podcast. I don't oh, want to spoil yeah. anything, though. Yeah, just listen to it all. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, visit us at sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. Find all our social there. Um, and we'll be back all week with some new pods. And if you wanted to catch the bottom 15, it's on part one of the pod. You'll see it on the feed. So Beautiful. please enjoy. And this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. All right, NBA over under part two. We will be starting with the Nets. But before we do that, in case you missed part one, um, George and I thought it'd be a good idea just to recap within a one minute span. Just if we picked over or under um, for each team, because we start from the bottom going all the way up. We did the bottom 15 over under. started from the bottom, now we're here. Pretty much. We're actually not here yet. We're only halfway. True. When we're done, we might have started from the bottom. Now we're here. So Hornets at 23, I took the over. I took the over as well. Cavs at 24, I took the under. I took the under as well. Wizards, 26 and a half, I took the over. I took the over as well. Knicks, 27 and a half, Sammy took the over. I took the under. Grizzlies, 27 and a half, under. I took under. Suns, 29 and a half, under. I took over. Thunder, 32, I took the over. I took the under. Bulls, 33 and a half, over. I took the under. Hawks, 34, I took the over. I took the over as well. Timberwolves, 35 and a half, under. I took the under. We really don't like those wolves. Pistons, 37 and a half, over. I took the over. Kings, 38 and a half, took the under. I took the under as well. I'm starting to regret that one, by the way. Me too. Pelicans, 39, under. Uh, Me as well. It's a strong under. Mavs, 42 and a half over. Me too. And Magic, 42 and a half over. I took the under. Any ones that you're starting to regret or feel like changing or not? Maybe changing the Kings just because now that Zion's out for six to eight weeks, there might be a couple more wins. Because when I had him at 38 and a half, I really thought like, you know, 37, 38 wins. I wasn't like too far under. So now maybe you can add a win or I don't know how many times they'll play the Pelicans in those six to eight weeks. But if they play them once, that might be just enough to go over. Who's they? The Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I should have taken the Kings over. Now that they signed Buddy Heald today. They actually that's good karma. Down. Yeah, and it's just, you know, that, that that was kind of a drama piece that I didn't like. Um, and I'm starting to reevaluate the over I took on the Mavericks. If you really break down that roster, it's not a great roster, but... I would prefer them to get the over because I'd love to see like Luca and Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis looks good and Luca obviously looks good. It's just right. that the more you look at this Western Conference, it's quite the conference. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. Um, so we're starting from the Nets now and going up. The Nets, George, are at 43 wins. Last year they won 42. There's also obviously a lot of changes there. They got 
Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Durant's not playing, most likely, for the whole year. Right. Um, but 43 is their over-under this year. You can go first. Well, I already know Sammy's most likely taking the under. Because uh, you, you don't that? like Kyrie or Kevin Durant that much? Kevin Durant's not playing. I know. But and it's in the East. And it's in the East. But I'm taking the over on this just slightly. Could they be a game better this year with the addition of Kyrie Irving? Yeah, they could. Uh, the East has also lost Kawhi Leonard. Um, when we get to my lock for an under later on, uh, there's been injuries that we'll talk about later. And, you know, the Kawhi uh, Leonard. That, basically, all you said that was very unrelated. I was going to say. basically uh, just said you're taking the under for the Raptors. That's all you just said. Right no, now. no, that's not who I was talking about. But I don't, I'll spoil it now. When we get to the Pacers, uh, I think they're going to be at one of my locks for the under. Um, I just think the East has gotten a little bit weaker, and the Nets have gotten a little bit better. I don't find them to be world beaters. They're not going to approach 48, 49 wins, but they should get 43, 44 wins. Um, I'm taking the over. Um, Karis LeVert has his first year fully back. That's true. Um, Jared Allen's been a great presence in the block for them defensively. Kyrie is an upgrade from whatever they had starting. Um D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, uh, that's who it was. Yeah, and he is an upgrade. Yeah, he's a clear upgrade. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. my biggest concern with this team is health. You already have your best player in Kevin Durant, who's out for the year. And you have Kyrie Irving, who rarely makes it through a full season. But my thing is, this is the East, right? If you're in the top 15 for that over-under range and you're in the East, it's, it's it'd be quite the disappointment if you don't reach the over. Because... Uh, you're being, you know, what, how many teams in the top 15 from the East? So I think there's five out of the top 15. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, right? Like six it, maybe? It, it, 38 wins might make the playoffs in the East this year. Exactly. I mean, it all depends on what you think of some of these mid to lower level teams in the East. But I'm taking the over. I think Kyrie's going to be happy for once because this was kind of his choice, right. his time. As much as... You know, playing in his hometown, basically. Basically, and as much as you know, he won a championship with LeBron. He never really chose for LeBron to come back. He right. never chose to be sent to Boston. Right. This is the first time he's had a choice. He yeah. Even even when Durant comes back, I still think whether it's really late this year or next year, which is probably gonna be next year, he still chose to play with Kevin Durant. So it's not. In I think he'd be okay with like. Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I, they're I, both the weirdest guys in the league. Like, Well, the, the, that was kind of my point, though. I mean, it, it's not about who he's playing with. It's about the choice. To what, I mean, like, where he's playing. Yeah, yeah. And, and who, but, like, by choice. You know, like, LeBron wasn't by choice. I, it had nothing to do with playing with another superstar. I think he's fine playing with superstars. But this is the first time he's ever chosen that superstar, you know? Yeah. So he seems like a guy that's pretty happy when things are his way. Seems and like this it. This is obviously his choice. So, but you, as we know, something bad could go wrong with Kyrie, and it could it could really go awful. As we know, I'm gonna say this. As we know, he's really good at joining a team that really overachieved the year before with young talent, and then mentally sucking the life out of them. And then they finish off worse the next year. Yeah. So maybe you see a step down from some of these other young guys that were playing really good last year. Yeah, very We've seen possible. It with Kyrie before, um, but I'm gonna take the over because I think it's a safe bet in the East. F- fair enough. Um, I feel well, like we know both were taken on this one. Yeah, we are. And then you know, from like I'm going to say something here. From here on out, it gets so hard for me not to take overs. 
Uh, but, you know, there's a couple of teams where I'm going to go under. But, like, there is a lot of teams here that we're talking about the cream of a crop coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's going up very quick, actually. Um, after these next after this next one, it's pretty pretty difficult for me. Um, 44 and a half, the heat. Um, I'm going over, George. I am definitely, like, I love the over. I'm hot on the over. Um, I'm not putting it as a lock for me, but I, I think. It's quite possibly a lock for me. I think this heat team, here's the thing. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler guy, okay? But when he is the head honcho of the team, with young guys around him, young guys respect his hustle and grind. Right. Justice Winslow became a pretty decent, like actual real point guard last year. I know. He was learning to play the position. Yeah, and became good at it. And he's good defensively. And you have Tyler Hero, who is one of those young guys that's going to come into the league and actually produce. You he's have he's a, what they call the uh, NBA game pass guy. Like league pass guy. He's a league pass guy. If you have league pass, you're turning on to see, oh, man, did... Just you know, you'll get on social media. Oh, Tyler Hero, three, three, four three pointers in the first quarter. He's a he, like, you, I could see a lot of social media buzz around Tyler Hero. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's it's more of like a Clay Thompson type of deal where it's gonna be a lot of spot up. Not. Yes, exactly. Not making Steph Curry type plays, but you have Bam Adebayo there. You still have Goran Dragic. You still got pieces all around that they've had and that have been like the Kelly Olynyks that make really good impacts on a team. Um, so I just like the overall roster that they got. I, I think my biggest question mark on this team is Dion Waiters. He's kind of a cancer to a team, especially the way he acts. The way he, there's a report yesterday that they've been shopping him since last Christmas and nobody will take him, and he got suspended. Talk shit about Eric Spolstra. My biggest concern is a guy like that sometimes can really like tear down chemistry and cause problems. But at the end of the day, you could just fucking cut him if it's really a problem. Exactly. And, and pay him the money and get him out of the building. Yeah, and I I feel like him and Jimmy Butler, I mean he, that's the candidate, right? Jimmy Butler always hates one guy on the team. Uh, does he? Yeah, it seems like it. he always has a problem. Name one place he went to did not have any issues. I don't it, think he had any problem with people in Chicago when like the team was all together. Him and Derrick Rose hated each other. I don't I don't know. If that's oh no, that's that's a true report. Okay, when Derrick Rose was on the team, tell me who somebody he hated. When Derrick Rose was off the team? Well, yeah, every city he has someone he hates, and that's why Derrick yeah, Rose left. And then Vinny hated the coach, Hoiberg. That's why he got got traded. I don't know why they traded him. And then he went to Minnesota. He obviously hated everyone. Went to Philadelphia. Supposedly, he didn't like Ben Simmons' work ethic. And now he's in Miami. He'll hate someone. And then that person, I mean, Hassan Whiteside was definitely the guy he was going to hate. And now he's gone. <laughs> um, this is another guy as an example that finally got to make his first own decision. Right. He didn't choose to be drafted by the Bulls. He didn't choose to be traded to the Timberwolves. He kind of, you know, he obviously had impact, but he that wasn't his it wasn't pre-agency. He didn't right. choose to be he chose to get out of Minnesota. But he didn't necessarily choose Philly hand picked. This is the first time like a Kyrie that the guys completely picked the situation, which means he is being handed the leadership card, which I think means he's going to be totally fine and happy. I, I, um, I actually agree 100%. There. That's why I really like this Miami Heat team. And I think, once again, in the East, man, it's not unfathomable, however you say that word, that, <laughs> that you know, two or three teams dominate a lot of games in that conference. Because, I mean, outside of the Bucks, Sixers, 
Raptors Pacers. Okay, right. Those are supposed to be like the cream of the crop. I feel like the Heat could really separate themselves from the rest, and I, I don't believe in they, a few they, of those they, can, they have potential to be like the three seed. Is what you're correct? Saying. They, yeah. uh, they have potential outside of the Bucks and Sixers to be up there. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not better than the Bucks or Sixers. I can guarantee that right now. But everyone else, they have potential to surpass. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way you do there. Um. All right. Now this. Now it gets hard. Now it gets hard. We got a couple more if we before we take our break for the Warriors, and that's when it gets really tricky. But Actually, the next two teams are the hardest two for me. Yeah. One of them's hard for me. The other one's not. Spurs, 45 and a half. Last year, 48 wins. Um, And one key to this is they are getting DeJounte Murray back and re-signed. Great defensively. And great point guard from the thing that they're missing. And now they have a lineup of DeJounte DeJounte Murray, um, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. I know it's not classic basketball in 2019, but when you have Greg Popovich... For some goddamn reason, it works every year. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing here? I, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm, this is definitely not a lock for me. As I said, these next two teams were the hardest two for me on the whole entire board. I'm going slightly over, and I'm not comfortable doing it. But I really do like this team. We forget just how good DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge were last season and adding DeJounte Murray. I know the West is stacked, but you still got Greg Popovich coaching there, and that's an advantage in itself. I'm going over, but just the slightest of overs. I'm going over. I mean, this one's easy for me because they went 48 wins last year with a bunch of just first year of DeRozan playing with Pop and first year him and LaMarcus together in a weird offense that's not necessarily what people are accustomed to in this day and age and you add defense perimeter defense and DeJounte Murray I really like this team and it's basically because I can't bet against Pop I'm not going to bet that this team's going to go 500 so I'm just going to have to take it you have LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan who are both multiple 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 all-time all-stars and seem to continue to do it um I'm going to take the over because they're just going to find ways to win games. And if they're going to rest, they're going to do it staggered. And Pop's always smart about this. And I just think it's really easy over. If it doesn't work out this year, then I'll start from year on reconsidering. But like, I'm with you. I, that's why I'm going over too, man. This is like, I really like this team. but the Numbers West, don't lie. The West is so hard. Yeah, it is tough. And speaking of tough, we have the Portland Trailblazers, 45 and a half as well. 53 wins last year. Um, in my opinion, they've only gotten better this offseason. Um, they're going to probably get Nurkic back yep. at some point. They got Hassan Whiteside, which I know is a problem for a lot of people, but he could also be somewhat of a help. Um, they re-signed McCollum. They have Lillard, of course. The team just got slightly better, and I don't – I mean, I hate this because it's, like you said, in the West, it's very difficult. Um, but I mean, you look go just go through the roster, like Hassan Whiteside, Anthony Simmons is supposedly been you know is supposed to be this next big thing coming from them. They have Nurkic, McCollum, Damian Lillard, Rodney Hood who played really good in the playoffs, Mario Herzonia, Zach Collins, Kent Bazemore who's another scorer. Right. The roster is really good, and it's just as good as last year, if not better. And that's where it gets confusing because this Blazers team, we've seen them be like an eight seed for a year and then come out and be like a 
two or three seed. Yeah, the problem here is like, okay, so, I mean, technically, not every one of these teams can go over, right? The Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, Nuggets, Correct. Lakers, Warriors, <laughs> Spurs. Like, someone has to go under. And I, could 47 wins be a four seed in the West this year? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can 45 be a four seed in the West? Like, this is just kind of how I'm, like, playing it out in my ear. Like, I think they're the six, five, six, or seven seed in the West. So I'm going to go slightly under. But, like, I'm not comfortable doing it. Like, these two teams, I feel like the Blazers and Spurs are going to win 45, 46, or 47 games. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on them right. as well. And here's the thing. If you go to the standings from last year, um, I think it kind of reveals a lot about why – I think one mistake we'll always run into is when people start thinking like, wow, you've taken the Spurs over and the Blazers over and the map. Like, you know, how many teams are you going to take over, right? Yeah, that's probably a mistake by me, but that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, how many overs can I take? For example, last year the eighth seed had 48 wins in the Clippers. Jeez, man, so, that's crazy. If think about that, right? So yeah. the Spurs had 48, OKC 49, Utah 50. Houston 53, Portland 53. So the Blazers could win 47 games and be the eighth seed. And the, or they could win 50 games and be the five seed, right? And it, the, the thing that I think we get mixed up really too often is, wow, okay, what if I did take Blazers, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, Rockets all over? Well, last year that actually – would have worked perfectly because Golden State had 57 wins and all the way down to the eight seed had 48 wins. So if you took every single team left on the West right now as over, it could still work mathematically. So That's good to know, by the right? way. Because I know I, part of me wanted to take the under on the Blazers. And I know part of you probably mathematically wanted to take the under, not because you don't think they're a 45-win team. Right, that's exactly why. Is it too late to change? No. Okay, I'm going over then. Did I just that, convince you? Yeah, well, math? The, the math behind... I was just worried about the math. Like I was like, okay, well, there's no way they can do this. Well, there is a way. But there is a way. Yeah, I, I'm. I I found that pretty crazy. I looked at that today, and I was like, damn. Really, at 48 wins, made the playoffs last year. That means eight teams were over, and we don't even have eight teams left. So yeah, can the Blazers win over 45 games? Hell yeah, they can because they probably will. And Damian Lillard's not a resting kind of guy. Right. Neither's McCollum. Which yeah, they might not go far in the playoffs, or they might not win a championship ever. But they're they're going to get you near 50 wins. Fair enough. To the east, two teams in a row, George. The Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors of Canada, the NBA champions. 58 wins last year. Obviously lost Kawhi, so let's not be That makes a difference. Ridiculous. 46 wins this year. Um, is it my turn first this time? We went first last time. I went first last time. Okay. I'm taking the over. I'm going to start with that. All right. Um. This roster is far beyond good enough to get the over. But, there's a but. All right. Did they trade Kyle Lowry midseason if they realize they're not doing as great as they wanted? Did they sign Siakam to, for a trade to rebuild? Marcus Gasol just played in the World Championships all summer. So he's kind of going to be probably a little beat up like he was already in the finals and he played overseas. Now, if all these guys stay decently healthy and they keep all their pieces, I foresee no way that they don't win 46 games. And last year, they all stayed healthy. There was no issue. Um, and that was with Kawhi resting a lot. 
So I'm taking the over based off of basically respect. It's almost like my Blazers pick. Like I, I'm not going to disrespect them and take the under because, yes, if those pieces are all available, which I guess when you do over unders, you kind of have to assume that health is good, right? Because I can yeah, I mean, that's your assumption that, unless like someone's injured. Like I won't, you can't like Kevin Durant, for example. You know, like yeah, yeah but you, you know. assume like oh, like LeBron. I'm not like I'm taking the under because LeBron might tear his ACL. Unless, unless you think like someone's gonna be fatigued and like not play a lot of games, like the Clippers. For example, we'll get to them later. You might think that oh, they're gonna be really good, but they're gonna rest Kawhi and they're gonna play Paul Paul George's already banged up and you think he's going to you know it just depends on what you really think well there's no real exactly, rules here but I'm talking about you know full on blown full yeah. blown injuries I can't assume that so I'm taking the over they're really well coached they have the they have good ways of making moves when they need it um, do I think they're contenders absolutely not but can they be the four seed or the three seed above the heat they sure can and um, Kyle Lowry has one more year left on his contract. He's either he's trying to prove something, probably. Yeah. Um. Well, that's kind of a good leeway to me because I'm going under, and it's kind of like with me. I I actually feel like this year, if I'm the Raptors, first of all, I'm not saying no one's motivated, but uh, we won the NBA championship, and they kind of deep down, if you gave them truth serum to every player on that team, they don't really think they're winning the championship this year. If you gave them like absolute truth serum, now there's no such thing as truth serums. They're gonna all say the right thing, say they're trying to defend their championship. But at the end of the day, I think even the organization, what they want this year is to transition to the next phase, which is hey, this is Pascal Siakam's team. It's time for Pascal Siakam to become a bona fide All Star, a number one. And I think we'll, there'll be a lot of experimentation with this this year, where the ball is literally. This is Siakam could average 25, 26 points a game this year because they're going to try to teach him to be the number one guy. And I think that could result in a few bumps and bruises around along the way. I think they're a playoff team, but I think they're more of a hovering around 500 team. I got them going under. I just can't. Here's my argument. Yeah, you 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 respect the organization a lot, and that makes sense. Well, this this. Uh, if this team is put together the way they're put today, this is like one of my, I feel like the easiest ones because it's almost has less to do with the team. It has more to do with, look at this conference. Uh, are they better than the Bucks and Sixers? No, but are, are they better than the Pacers? I'm not a big Pacers guy. Well, I mean, I told you earlier, that's my biggest lock is yeah. the Pacers. Well, under. And, and then you got the Heat. They're probably still a little better than the Heat. Yeah, we're. Pre- I'm predicting that they... The Heat might be better, but they're on paper right now. They're probably better than the Heat, the Nets, the Magic. It's just somebody's gonna win forty. What is it? Forty six games outside of the Bucks and Sixers. Um, I think they have too many vets on this team, and guys like Fred Van Vliet who will just have random really good nights. And I just see it. I see this one as a pretty easy over, not a lock. As but it's as long as you know. Like the under might be right, Cole, because of what I'm feeling too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, well, what if they trade Lowry? It's another reason to maybe take an under, but out of just the respect, like I said, I, I'm just hey, I'm, fair I'm enough. Over and moving forward to the next team, the Pacers, forty six and a half. Same reasoning as you. I'm taking the under as well, which you just said, and that gives me more reason to put the the Raptors up a little higher. It's another team that they're mm-hmm. surpassing. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. And uh, who went? Who goes first on this one? I do. Well, yeah, you said it's your lock, so I might as well. All right, they're, yeah, they're, I'm going under. 
I don't like what I'm hearing out of his team. I mean, I know they re-signed Sabonis today, so they got um, they got that off their thing. But he wasn't happy. But now we'll see how that goes. But my reason I'm going under is Victor Oladipo. Um, he had a catastrophic injury last year that, like, he tore everything in his knee. No, I mean, he didn't just tear his ACL, right? He tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus or some PCL or something. And PCL, yeah. yeah. He had one of the worst possible injuries you could possibly have. And I don't think they're in a rush to bring him back. They said he's missing the start of his season. I don't know how long he's really out. I just don't think this team is in a rush to bring back Victor Oladipo until they know Victor Oladipo is super healthy. And I think that would make it hard to have over to, to get to 47 wins. Yeah. Mine's not about Oladipo. Mine's. Do you know, but before you continue, sorry, how long do you know when like the timetable for Oladipo I think he'll is? He'll be back like uh, within a month. I'll check here, but. I have a feeling he'll be back. They say they're. Dang, they're they're saying. Not expected any time soon. Yeah, so and th- that worries me. You know, like that makes me feel like maybe the under just because I could see them struggling off the gate without Oladipo, and then when Oladipo, and if you struggle out of the gate, do you rush them back or do you just say, "Oh man, this is a lost season." Uh, you'll probably bring him back just to, cause it's not going to be that deep down the season in the East, probably 35 wins to 40 wins can get you in the playoffs. <laughs> so true. And so you might be fine bringing him back at Christmas, even if you're 15 and 20 something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just don't like this team that much. I mean, like you said, the Sabonis and Turner, well, Sabonis thing is the problem was he's tired of being the sixth man. And the Pacers were like, well, we've tried you and Turner on the floor a lot and it doesn't work. But guess what they said today? Yeah. They're going to start next to each other. Yeah, yeah. We got to make them both happy. And then they lose Bojan Bogdanovic, which was their leading scorer, the best offensive player. You saw the playoffs. Was there mm-hmm. anyone better than Bogdan? Bo- Last year wasn't as good, but the last couple of years. No, he was great for them. And then on top of that, their steal of a signing that people say was Malcolm Brogdon, who... The Bucks seemingly were like, sure. Yeah, I mean, when when a team that is supposedly competing for the NBA championship lets at what the people were perceiving as their third best player go for nothing and really aren't even concerned about it, that has to tell you something about that guy. Yeah, they're I'm fine. Not saying they're fine bad. having George Hill as their backup yeah, over him. Exactly. And people say that the, the injuries. He has like he hasn't had it yet, but he's had these nagging issues. He's always nicked up. Yeah, and I don't. I just you gotta go with the under here, I think, because of the Oladipo situation. And if he comes back, then the whole re-getting into the offense, and that doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs. They might win forty-two games to make the playoffs. But I'm with you on the under. I don't think they're better than the Raptors. I don't think they're better than the Heat, Nets, or Magic. Those are and maybe even the Pistons. I think the Pistons are actually going to be very successful this year. Not very, but, but you know what yeah, I, mean. I know what in you the mean. East very. So I am. Um, I'm with you on the under there. Not a lock for me, but I'm with you on the under. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break, George. And then we're going to get into, let me just read these names for you. Warriors, I like Celtics, them. I like Lakers, them. Nuggets, good. Clippers, nice. Jazz, cool. Rockets, yep. Sixers, and Ooh, Bucks. Yum. Those are the, um, <laughs> I would say. Realistically, I'd say those are the only teams that can win championships. Yeah, but I was going to maybe subtract. The Nuggets, or sorry, the Celtics. Yeah, me too. I don't think the Celtics can win a championship, but they do happen to be one of the better teams in the East. I think outside of that, 
all the other teams named, including the Warriors, even though I, d- I think the Warriors under is a possibility, but I do think that um, if you get Clay back at the right time. Yeah. Okay, how about this? All the teams left, if you gave them truth serum, all believe they have a chance to win a championship. Including the Celtics, correct? Yes, if you gave them truth serum. And I think the Pacers, if truth serum, would be like, not yeah. quite. Do you, like, do you like that? The truth, yeah. Do you like the truth serum theory? Yeah. Larry Bird would be like, we're, we're kind of close, but not really. We don't have that guy. Yeah, I don't think we're going to, we can't do it. Yeah. Except for the only team, the rest of them that maybe would say we do have it. Blazers and Spurs? Blazers. I don't even know. I think Pop knows he can't. Pop's too smart. Yeah, you're right. Pop is too smart. He's like, I've seen what it takes. The Blazers, which, don't me, the Blazers went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Blazers. They're, they're maybe, uh, man. They're maybe the second most entertaining team to watch. Good lord, you're missing a lot of teams. I know, but like just the way <laughs> Lillard plays, he's super entertaining. There's so many entertaining teams. I know, there really is. All right, we'll be back after this break. Warriors and up. Let's go. All right. The tough stuff begins, George. We start with the Warriors. 47. Um... Really good number by Vegas on all these upcoming ones. Oh, yeah. Well, that's their job. <laughs> yeah, it is their job. I'm not going to give... Should I give Vegas credit or should we just be like, that's their job, they should do it? No, I give them credit. All right, good. Because it shouldn't be this hard all the time. 47, a 10-game drop, which is, you, sounds reasonable considering the fact that they lost KD and Clay Thompson technically right. for most of this. Um. Which is why I'm taking the under. Um, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to be like the fifth, sixth seed. But this is my estimation because I don't think Clay Thompson's coming back this year. We Everyone's really quick nowadays to be like, Knee injury, guy's back in six months. Look, he's going to be back. Yeah, just because Adrian Peterson did it one time? Yeah, but realistically, the last couple guys to hurt their knees, like a Zach Levine, out for the entire year. DeJounte Murray, out an entire year. Christoph Porzingis, out for a year and a half. Victor Oladipo, out for a year and a half. Paul George broke his leg and was out for a year and some. Gordon Hayward uh, tore things in. He did a lot and. Uh, for he, did, <laughs> he did a lot. We haven't seen the guy in the playoffs tear his ACL in June and come back with it before one year stretch. Yeah. And that's the only, 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 only reason I'm taking the under. Other than that, if Clay was on this team right now full year, I mean, I'm taking – it wouldn't be 47, first of all. I'm taking the over. And number two, I think this team is going to be really, really, really good come playoff time. But I think it's going to take a month of – Figuring it out with D'Andre Russell because I don't think D'Andre Russell is necessarily exactly the Warriors type that's just going to fit in right away. Yeah. It's going to take some time. So that's why I'm going slight under. But that's with the estimation that they could be that team that is the 5 6 seed that makes it to a Western Conference Finals and like upsets people in the playoffs. Fair, fair enough. Uh, I'm going over on the Warriors. And I, I, I understand all the reasons a lot of people would go under, including you, why you'd go under. But I feel like we're really doing a disservice to a couple things. Like if I told you a blind test, right, that a team, 
I mean, we know who we're talking about now, so obviously, like, it's it's the Warriors. But if I told you there was a team with a really good head coach that has a guy who's won a Defensive Player of the Year award, a guy who has won two, was a two-time MVP, and a guy who was an all-star in D'Angelo Russell, um, I think by all accounts, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that team is really damn good. And that's just kind of how I feel about the Warriors. I still think they're because of Steph, and depending on what most people think, a lot of people have different thoughts on Steph. Uh, I think he's the type of guy who can carry a team like James Harden carried a team to 54 wins last year. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell's probably better. D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green are probably better supporting. Uh, Staff or supporting cast. Wow, I couldn't get that name right. Supporting cast than James Harden had last year, and I think Steph Curry is a superior player to James Harden. I think there's a lot of like us against the world mentality because a lot of people are picking against the Warriors this year. So I actually think the regular season for once means a lot to the Warriors, and I, I just think they will win closer to 50 games than 45. Closer. Yeah. I'm saying, I don't know if they'll get to 50, but I'm just saying closer to 50 than, than 45. Okay, I think this is gonna be this is the most interesting one, so we're gonna spend the most time on this. Realistically, yeah. um, the roster is really bad. I don't. I you can't convince me. You can't convince him. There's a reason 47 yeah. in Vegas. But do you think it's be- a better roster than the Houston Rockets had last year? No, absolutely not. Right now with with Clay Thompson. If Clay Thompson's in there, it's not even a question. Right, right. With Clay Thompson, you got to remember this Rockets team. I know James Harden gets a lot of the credit, and I'm obviously a big James Harden guy. He has a pretty good supporting cast. He has the best three and D guy in the league, and PJ Tucker, three and D guy. And I'm not saying he's the best three point shooter, or def- right. best three and D guy. Eric Gordon is one of the most consistent three point shooters in the mm-hmm. league. He had Chris Paul, for who was a top twenty player when he was healthy right. last year, most of the year. And they had so many. Clint Capella was is a borderline all star. That that okay. team had a pretty damn good roster. My my thing is the top three though. Like I, the way I look at my top three is the most important to me. And the top three of the Warriors this year: Curry, D'Angelo, and Draymond Green are better than the top three the Rockets had last year. That's fair, but that's not always how. No, it no, works. I know it's not always how it works. But if if we're looking at the roster, I'm just trying to be realistic in the in the West, right? I mean, in the West, it's. It's quite the – there's some teams with really stacked rosters. Um, outside of Steph, Draymond, and then D'Angelo Russell, who, first of all, D'Angelo Russell was an all-star in the East, and it's going to take some time until that guy fits in the system. That's what I think. I think Steph Curry at 31 after five – how many straight finals? Six, five. five. He's not going to play 82 games next year. and He's never done it in his career, I believe. He's never been close. Right. I'm not saying they're going to be 2 And Draymond, <laughs> I hope he gets back to old Draymond. We don't know if it's because Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Curry is a crazy roster, but he hasn't been the same Draymond. Outside of that, they're depending on <sighs> Alec Burks, Willie Cauley-Stein, Marquise Chris, who's been on 14 teams in two years, Kev- Kayvon Looney, Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, Omarni Spellman. Who's the fourth best player on this team? Willie Colley Stein. Yeah. Who's probably just as good as, maybe not as good, a little downgrade from Clint Capella. 
I mean, Willie Cauley Stein was, you know, a pretty good player last year. Like, I just feel like you this, just Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, like, what did what was Willie Cauley Stein's stat line last year? Eleven and eight. What was Clint Capello last year? Fourteen and seven. Like, I, I just to me, I feel like I. And by the way, how does a guy like Willie Cauley Stein go for so cheap? Um. First of all, one second, sorry. Uh, Clint Capella last year shot 64%. Uh, Willie Collestein shot f- under 50. No, I'm sorry, under 60. He averaged 16.5 and 12.7. Okay, that's a pretty good year for Capella. Okay, so you know, Capella's, Capella's much better than Willie Stein. Cl- Cl- also, Willie Collestein's a $2 million contract. Yeah, okay, no, okay. All right, $100 million all right cool. But overall, man, like, I'm sorry. This team is a five-time defending Western Conference champion, and everyone is thinking that a lot of people are picking them to miss the playoffs. They're going to come in, and they're, in my opinion, come in like gangbusters. I actually think, I think we're going to find out about how good what the Warriors are within the first 15 games of the season. Can I just tell you? That's why one thing we, we're going to find out quick. Let me just tell you why what you said though was very contradictory. The Toronto Raptors. Oh, the defending. Okay, well, guess who they lost? They lost their best player, right. Kevin Durant. And guess who else they lost? Probably their most, their second most important player. Steph's their most important, but the second most important player, Clay Thompson, who's the second greatest shooter of all time. The whole we went to the Western Conference, we went to the finals five years mm-hmm. in a row with this roster means nothing. Just like for the Raptors, it means nothing. Just like. It doesn't really mean does it mean anything that the Lakers weren't in the playoffs last year? No. Does it mean anything that the Clippers were the eight seed last year? This is one of the first years in the NBA, and I think this goes back to all these over unders. This is the most parity we've ever had. Yo, I I agree years. with that. Since 2010, maybe. Yeah, true. Probably. So that's why I don't know. 2010. I who, think we have to throw away like a lot of. That. Yeah, but the, at the end of the day, man, like uh, like we said, it's 47 wins. There's a reason. Like I said, they're closer to. 50. I don't think they're gonna be the number one seed in the West. I just think they're gonna be closer to a 50 win team than a 45 win team. So that means they're. I think they're gonna win 48, 49 games. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I think the biggest thing that. It's gonna determine that is how many games does Steph actually play? True. Because and by the way, though, if they win opening night against the Clippers, they're gonna get off to a really hot start. I think the, aren't the Lakers Clippers playing opening night? Yeah, but the Warriors oh, yeah. don't play till Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, they play Clippers then at OKC, at New Orleans, Phoenix, San Antonio, Charlotte, and then it gets hard with Portland at Houston, at Minnesota. But like I'm just saying, they could get off to a hot start, which. A lot of times, momentum does help things. I have if they win the first game. I have them at forty-six wins this year. Okay, let's well, talk under. Yeah, dude, look, dude, we're talking about between forty-six and I said forty-eight. That's two games. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, but I, we have a slight difference. I'm in the camp that it doesn't shock me if they're like the eighth seed or don't make the playoffs. We haven't seen Steph Curry carry a team before. We haven't seen them. They, it's really hard, and this is almost like why LeBron technically failed last year. It's right. really hard to put wear and tear, especially for a guy like Curry's size. It's much different than the wear. It took LeBron maybe a little longer because he's 
like a six eight robot. Um, I think it's gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have it as I'm a, uh, spoiler. Alert, it's one of my locks. Nice. Not a shocker, probably. Not a shocker. It's I. Th- I think it's a little bit of a bias pick, but. Not a little bit. I think it's a bias pick. That's fine. I mean, isn't all sports bias? Like you have, like, I guess at the end of the day, you have what you believe in, and I'm I'm a firm believer. If you believe in something, just because a lot of people won't maybe agree with it, don't change your mind. If you really believe in it, I'd rather really believe in something and be right about it than change my mind and then because some people will think it's biased. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm just talking numbers game here. Um, we have the Celtics. I think this is the one of the three last Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, it is. Yep. The Celtics, 49 and a half wins. Last year, 49. All right. Um, I'm going slightly over here and there's only one reason you want to know what my reasoning is because huh. <laughs> the number seems way too fucking high so <laughs> what is vegas no <laughs> i'm like dude this is way too high so i'm too going high over. i kind of feel like it's too high so i'm going over uh, i like because like i'm too low you think too low you think they're gonna well, be that much well why would you say it's way too high and go over because i think like, like vegas knows something i don't like vegas must really like this team if they have about 49 and a half so i'm just gonna trust vegas I'm taking the over because this is pretty low. Okay. Well. You have a team that was at 49 wins last year where that literally couldn't even probably hold a conversation together because they hated each other so much. True. Um, you had one of the most unhappy teams we've ever seen in maybe the last 10 to 15 years in the NBA. I've never seen a team with so much turmoil and disdain for each other. As that Clippers team, as for for the, the, the Celtics team, for a good team, okay, maybe we've seen it with like a twenty and twenty, a twenty True. and fifty team, um, a playoff team with guys like Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford last year, and Gordon Hayward to go to these situations where Kyrie was doing his stupid shit, talk like trying to cause stirs in the locker room. This team went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie the year before. This year, once again, they're going to be a fifty to fifty-five win team. I mean, the pro- I, I probably have them near the fifty-five range. Kemba Walker is a downgrade from Kyrie talent-wise, upgrade for this team. Okay. And and this team is. I know there's no Al Horford, but you have a Jalen Brown who's a year older, probably a year better. Gordon Hayward is bound to be a little bit better than he was last year. And on top of that, you of course you have Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. I mean. I would just be very shocked if this team doesn't win 50 games in the East. And if they don't, then this Kemba Walker experiment is an early failed experiment. I wouldn't even call it an experiment you're calling it? It's Kemba Walker signing. With okay, yeah, because it's not really an experiment, signing. right? Yeah. Like, because they're, yeah, okay, cool. They're, 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 they're stuck. Yeah. They're stuck with him and Hayward now. But they don't have, oh, and Gordon, oh my God, I forgot that they have Gordon Hayward on Hayward, Gordon Hayward might take a step I off. know, that's why I forget that sometimes. Like, yeah, it takes a year. Before you really like feel comfortable after an injury like that. And especially with him, it wasn't like Paul George took a year before he got comfortable, but he ran his team and he got all the shots. Gordon Hayward had to do it while also being kind of a fifth option. Right. No, no. That's what I'm, that was a great point. Um, I think this is one of the easier locks because you can finally see the happiness in the team. And this is going to be one of my locks. Very cool. Um, 
the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, 50 wins. Yeah. Um, you're going first here. I have overwritten, but I'm... I'm hesitant. Why are you hesitant? I'm hesitant because LeBron's going to rest. And Anthony Davis has yet to go a full season without one little nagging injury. Okay, but if he does, here's my thing. If he does get injured, LeBron won't be resting those games. And I kind of feel like LeBron's on a vengeance tour this year. Like a pissed off LeBron, maybe. I agree. I'm going over. I'm just saying I'm hesitant because LeBron's on a vengeance tour. But we've seen him on vengeance tours where... Remember 2017 where the Cavs were the four seed in the Eastern Conference and he hit like six game winners throughout the playoffs yeah. and tore everybody up and made it to the finals? He kind of waited near the end of the year that year. That's true. I, do I really care? I don't give a shit, to be honest, about what the Lakers do in the regular season this year. As long as they make it up. As long as they're in the top five for me. I don't want them to be. Yeah. I'd like them to be in the top five. Same. Okay. Same. As long as they're not a disaster in the regular season, I don't care what they are. Yeah, you don't want them playing, though, like the Rockets in the first round. If they did, I'd pick in the Lakers. Okay, that's not the, the point. You I know, don't, I don't, want, I don't want them You'd to. You'd rather have them playing the Blazers. Okay, yeah, I just feel like the whole entire West is like one through eight is so good that it doesn't really matter who. That's true. You know? I mean, you could have you could have a, you know, I, I Rockets-Warriors round one. You remember that year when the Blazers were the three seed and then there was a, the seventh seed was one game behind them? Last year? Was it not, not last year, two years ago. And last year, or maybe, maybe when they played the Pelicans, who were tied with them, but they had the tiebreaker, and they were three and six or something like that. Yeah, and the Pelicans swept them. Like yeah, two years ago. those two years ago. Like and then last I, year, there was forty-eight wins, was the eight, and then I think Blazers. There was like four teams with fifty-three wins last year too. Remember, it's like the Jazz, Rockets, Blazers, something. Last well, year no, because the Rockets had fifty-three. They were the four seed. Blazers fifty-three, four seed. Nuggets fifty-four, two seed. But I'm talking about like. It was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. They blew when they swept the Pelicans. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pelicans swept them. Sorry. Yeah, as a sixty-three seed, I feel like it's gonna be one of those years this year where it's like so damn crowded and like the difference between the three seed and the seven seed could be two games. Can I tell you why it's even? Here you more? go. Sorry, I gotta tell you this. Two thousand and seventeen, the Minnesota Timberwolves eight seed, forty-seven wins. Denver Nuggets, 46 wins, 9 seed. 3 seed, Blazers, 49. 3 games separating 9 and 3. And let me tell you why this is actually more of an extreme case. Because the Pelicans and Blazers, both from 3 to 6 seed, they're both not contenders that year. They're not winning the championship. Guarantee, like, you'd put all your money on that. Right. It was This go- year, the 6 seed could be the... Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Warriors, right. the Lakers, the bl- teams that actually might still right that, that, even that, be a contender. That's my point. Like with a lot of these ones left over, like I might have a couple more unders here, even, but that doesn't mean I don't actually think this these teams are legitimate title contenders. Because I think everyone left we have are legitimate title contenders. It's gonna be a wild year. I, LeBron is gonna be on a vengeance. I'm taking the over because of that. Me too. And, uh, but it does concern me that, you know, Kuzma's out to start the year. LeBron's, I don't, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't seen him really go hard for a long stretch of time in a while. And Anthony Davis seemingly gets hurt every year. So I'm just concerned about that. Not concerned about them being contenders, of course. Fair enough. Um, Denver Nuggets. 
All 53 right. wins, and they had 54 last year. I'm gonna, can I start with this? I'm taking the under. Okay, cool. Can I just piggyback off you? I'm taking yeah. the under as well. You know, uh, I love this team. I think they might be the two seed. And they could be the one seed and get the over. But yeah. let me say this. This West is too good for this team to take it. They're not going to take a step up is my problem. So they're going to either be 54, 53 wins. I'm going to take the risk that they're one or two games worse. They're not going to get better in terms of record from last year. This team did not take a leap. They actually digressed technically in how good the West is. Yeah, they. I. I, I think they might have actually got. They have gotten better than they were last year with. Not what Ma- I mean. But Michael Porter and stuff. But the West has gotten so much better just because you've gotten better. I know exactly. They're not going to upgrade in yeah, standing. Yeah, just because you get better doesn't mean you get more wins. Correct. They might be better and realize fuck the wins, dude. Let's like. Let's experiment a little more throughout the year and figure out how to get Gary Harris going and or Jamal Murray going in the playoff series. Mm-hmm. Let's get their confidence up before like they last year their goal was to get the one seed when it came down to it because I think they knew that they were going to win a championship. But like we might as well finish off this year with the one seed. I, I actually thought they had the one seed last year. You know they had the two seed. They had the one. The Warriors. Oh, yeah, they beat the last game of the year. I think. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until now when I'm looking at the standings. But still, I mean that that no, was kind of their goal was to finish off strong, right? No, exactly. They didn't. The Nuggets. The Warriors wouldn't have cared if they fell to the damn AT last year. But no. The Nuggets would have cared. Exactly. I, I completely agree there. Um, I also, I love Jokic. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's ever going to be the number one guy in the championship team. Oh, he will not be the number. Well, you never know, but I don't th- see it either. Not the number one so guy. So we both are taking the under pretty like confidently, it sounds like. Yeah, it's not a lock. I mean, I think they're 51, 52. And t- like the, the whole- Me too. Everyone left in the West, by the way. I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna go over on one team, and everyone else I'm going under. And I, could, yeah. Let's just get to it. <laughs> Let's just get to it. Okay, Clippers counting it in his head vault right now. Might as well get to it. Clippers fifty three wins. Um, I think me and you both talked about this already earlier on the podcast. Yeah. Both going under on the Clippers. Uh. Kawhi Leonard's load management and Paul George's hurt, and I don't think they're they're not playing for the regular season. Simple. Paul George is coming off not one but two shoulder surgeries. I have to say it's slow because that's really big. That one I can't say very well. Shoulder surgeries, two, both shoulders. I don't understand why we don't find this to be somewhat of an deal. And if he could have, if, if he had three shoulders, the third one would have got hurt. No, too. I don't understand why we don't make this a big deal. I don't understand either, and no one is. To me, it sounds like a big deal. And Kawhi is going to want to take games off. And then let me say this: I'm sorry, this roster is not that good. It was last year because they were loaded. But guess what? To get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the team. This what they have to do a little bit. Unload. They have to unload the whole roster, basically. So, this is their guys. Patrick Beverly, great. Kawhi Leonard, Montrez Harrell, Paul George, and uh, Lou Williams, and Landry Shamit. Those are the guys. Outside of that, it's Zubac, Patrick Patterson, Rodney McGruger. Uh, this sounds like a fake. Maurice Harkless. Up, right? No, it's real name. Michael Green. Amri Kofi. They have their six men deep, and when I say six men deep, the sixth guy is either Lou Williams or Landry Shamit. Right. Outside of that, they're the most reliable guys are going to be Jamichael Green and Patrick Patterson. Not that reliable to me. 
<laughs> Fair enough, dude. I, I prefer agree. having the Lakers situation with a Dwight Howard coming off the bench than trusting Patrick Patterson. I completely agree. That we're both we're both pretty sold on the under here. Yeah, I'm very sold on the under here. With that said, come playoff time, this team's gonna be perfectly fun. I completely agree. They just don't need to do it in the regular season. Yep. Um, All right, the Utah Jazz. Uh, 53 and a half wins after having 50 wins last year. Uh, this is the only team in the West I'm going left. Well, there's only two teams. The only team over. Uh, I think they really care about the regular season. I think they, I they're defensively good. They're well coached. I don't think, they, you know, I know that people are like, oh, they could win the West, which they could in theory. And they are a championship contender. I won't pick them just because I'm picking them with four, to have the best record in the West. Doesn't mean I think they're gonna win the West because I think the Lakers are better. The Clippers. You're are picking better. them to win the West regular season. Regular season. Yeah. I think the Rockets are better. Just to clarify, sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm going over there. I think they actually really do care about the regular season. Okay. Young, hungry team with good coach, good defensively. They're built to be a juggernaut in the regular season. Okay, this one's one of my locks. Over for the Jazz. Yep. And I'm going to make a bold prediction really quick that this will be my only 60-win team of the year. Uh, in the West or the whole league? The league. Uh, and by the way, I could see them being a 60-win team. I think they really were going to go all out on the regular season. Quinn Snyder is probably a top five-ish yep. coach. Coaching's tough because you look at guys like, you know, okay, well, is Brad Stevens a top five? Or, or is, uh, you know what I mean? But... He's, he's a, a tier. Top. He's an elite tier one coach. Yes, um, he's made the most out of the least. I know we have Eric Spolstra up there all the time, but he did have <laughs> the big three. We have Pop there, which we know is real. We have Brad Stevens. He's had pretty good rosters himself. All these guys are usually really high up there. I've had really, really, really fucking good rosters. Quinn Snyder's made a lot with not as much mm-hmm. in the past. Um, they picked up Bogdan Bogdanovich. I know they re-signed Joe Ingles. They have Rudy Gobert, who's could be the most underrated player in the entire NBA. Yep. Um, I feel like he might be so underrated that he's getting overrated, but that's scary. Absolutely not. He hasn't even made an all-star team. You know how many guys have made all-star teams that are much worse than Rudy Gobert? Yeah, that's true. He won Defensive Player of the Year award. So. And offensively, he's great. Their numbers on the court with him on the court is amazing. They have Mike Conley now, a veteran leader, which I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater, but it's much better upgrade than Ricky Rubio. And on top of that, I forgot to mention... Donovan Mitchell. This roster has Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, who did I just forget again? Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. And some other pieces that I'm probably missing that are really good. This roster, there's one thing that I truly, truly love about it too. What's Wanna know that? what that is? What's that? None of these guys have an asshole mentality in a good way. They have an yeah. asshole mentality in the sense that Rudy Gobert likes to fuck with other team players. Donovan Mitchell doesn't back down. None of them are going to be a problem within themselves right. in the locker room. I completely agree. You're missing Jeff Green, great bench guy. Ed <laughs> I Dave. love Jeff Green in the regular season. Yeah, the same. Ed Davis, uh, Emmanuel Moudier. I mean, that's their eight. That, I guess that gets us to their eight. Dante Exum coming off the bench. They're, this team is pretty damn loaded. That's why I'm going over, and I think they will have, in my opinion, the best record in the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm going 60 wins on this team, and I will tell you this. They're going to go like 38-3 and three at home, 
some wild shit. Yeah, I can see that. I, I actually... And they'll go like, you know, they'll lose like... 10 road games. 10 to 12 Well, okay, games. then they're not going to lose 12 games the whole season. But yeah, I know what you're yeah, saying. They're going to well, lose they're, like 15 road games. Yeah, they're going like to be like 64 four and 18. Yeah. So... Maybe not that good. That's to me. No. That's like one of the best records of all time. But they can win sixty-one games. Yeah, that's a, the only team that I'm pretty confident in this because I also think they have enough depth, and enough guys that don't really have injuries. Yeah, and they're young enough to where they're these guys. Like I don't think Donovan Mitchell's ready to do load management. No, and Mike Conley can take a game off and they're fine. Right. You know, if Mike Conley took a game off while he's on the Grizzlies, the team is left for the dirt. Oh, I love the Utah Jazz team. They're not going to win the championship, by the way. Yeah, I completely agree. With I'm you. just saying they're going to be the best. But team. they're going to be the best regular season team in the league. A lot like the Nuggets last year. If it wasn't for the Warriors having KD being the super team they were, the Nuggets would have been the one seed last year. Right. All right. Three more teams, Giorgio. The Rockets, the Houston Rockets, fifty-four and a half after fifty-three wins last year. Um, I went first on the last one, right? That was my lock. Yeah. So go ahead. Lock. I'm going under on the Rockets. Uh, Shocker alert. Yeah, it is, but it isn't because I'm not like I'm not saying they're. I went under on the Nuggets, Clippers. I actually think the Jazz are comfortably going to be the one seed, and the Rockets can be the two seed, maybe in the West. I mean, I just feel like the West is going to be so stacked up between 52-51 wins and 47-51 to 51 wins. Like, 47-51 to 51 wins is like a bunch of teams will be stacked up there. And I think the Jazz are comfortably going to get that one seed. Um, so I have the Rockets going slightly under, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be a, you know, a top team in the West. I mean, they're a team that is really built well for the regular season. And until... James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I want to actually see how they play together. I think it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to stagger a lot of minutes, and it's going to work out, especially in the regular season. But I, I'm i interested to watch them. It's I know they all say there's only one ball, but I guess if there's any team that can have two high-volume players on it and try to make them work, it's a team with my Mike D'Antoni offense. So I'm going under, but that's not like a – this is not like an under where I'm like, oh, he's a rocket sock, you know? Just under. Yeah, I'm going over because because both guys will willingly not take time management and play 82 games, giving it like 110% and for no reason. God, I know. You're right about that, and it's so, so dumb. James Harden... <laughs> James Harden's known to play 82 games or 81 games because he just says he literally just likes to play basketball, which I actually I respect shockingly it. respect. Um, but at some point, it's like, yo, it's okay. Take a night off, which maybe he's now going to be able to. Um, as much as I think Chris Paul's... I'm not one of those Chris Paul haters. Like, I think either. he's fine still. But for this team and the way they play and the chemistry, Russell Westbrook's going to be an upgrade. Um, Clint Capella... If he gets any better, I mean, he had six, average 16 and 12 last year. If he gets any better, it's going to just be an improvement. Still have P.J. Tucker. Still have Eric Gordon. I think this team's just going to be really fucking good in the regular season. They're going to blow teams out. Now, is that going to translate to the playoffs? Once again, I, I think they could be anywhere from a Western Conference Finals appearance to a first-round exit because of how deep the West is. Um, but I think they're going to fall pretty easily at the two-seed in this 
in this West just because they play a lot of games and they're going to put up a lot of points. And I think it's going to be a fun team. This one has a little bit less of chemistry to figure out together. They've played together for a lot of years. They were friends even in back to grade school. Yeah, so they cool. they know how to play together, which is – I know it sounds pretty stupid, but it's more that you can say for a lot of duos in their first year playing together. Um, I'm going to take the over. Not, not really a – not talking about contention or anything. I'm just talking regular season. That that team is one of those teams. That if they won 53 games last year with a hurt in and out Chris Paul, I think they can go one game better with Russell Westbrook, who gives it 110%. True. To detriment of his team in the playoffs. By the time playoffs. both of them, man, like, take time off. Be rested for the playoffs so you win. Yeah, win 48 games. No big deal. No, it really it is no big deal. Yeah. Um, two teams left, George. Both in the East, and I think that's more of a reasoning because of how many wins extra you get in the East. Yeah, exactly. You're as good as they are. Not, I don't think Vegas is saying that the Bucks are seven and a half games better than the Warriors and the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah, um, but they're saying they're seven and a half. They're, these teams are better because the competition they play is going to be – there's a lot easier gimme win nights in the East. Exactly. Sixers, 55 wins, 51 last year. Um, I'm actually going the over here. I think. I saw so my. I. I think this is going to be the one seed. I think they're going to be a two seed, but I think both of you. <laughs> he sucks, man. These teams are just pile wins. Here's my thing. They replaced an angry, kind of a moody Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. with Josh Richardson. Yeah, who, and Al Horford. Yeah, hold on. Who okay. Miami refused to trade for. Jimmy Butler for for a while, um, and Josh Richardson is one of the most accurate three point shooters in the entire NBA. A piece that they really need now that they don't have JJ Redick, and like you said, they have Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson. I didn't even say Ben Simmons yet. Today. No, Ben Simmons. Um, this team's just going to be pretty damn stacked for the East, and I don't know if there's a. Starting five that you can say is better in the entire NBA, which actually I can I promise you, there's not a five man rotation. I don't know if they're all starting. I hear Horford might come off the bench yeah. for Embiid, but there's not a five that you can name better on a team. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm going over as well, and I have them actually as my two seed. Oh, sorry. But, I mean, I also have them at sixty wins. I said there's only one sixty okay. man in the West. Have yeah. The Sixers at 60 wins as well. Because well, I don't have the Jazz at 60 wins, but uh, the only team I have is 60. W- the East could have two 60-win teams somehow, but I don't think – I think the Sixers end up with 58-59 wins, but they're over as well. All right, and then last but not least, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the reigning MVP in the Bucks, 60 <laughs> wins last year, 57.5. Yeah, um – I go first here. I got the over. I think they have the be- they'll have the best record in the NBA because I think Giannis really cares about that stuff. Um, and here's the thing: I heard this on the Bill Simmons Ryan Rosillo podcast. So I, but the whole notion, like, oh, we've only seen sixty percent of Giannis. Like, I don't really buy that. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, what is he? Oh, he hasn't activated forty percent of his goodness yet well no he's activated all that he can all that he can for now but i do think that was mid yawn i apologize yeah, <laughs> um i 
I didn't know you Farangana is so boring. No, uh, no. <laughs> actually, this lack of jumper is yeah. boring. To me. But I bet you he worked on his jumper this offseason. This is the type of guy who works pretty hard. If Ben Simmons knocked down a three in preseason, Giannis better fucking be able to make yeah. a mid-range. Or at least a mid-range jumper. So I think he will be a little better. That doesn't mean he's going to win MVP again. But I think the Bucks, um, I think the Bucks are going to have the best record in the NBA, and that's because of Giannis. I'm going over. Um, and don't listen to much that I say. We're watching a Monday Night Football game. I said the Jets were going to make the playoffs. So it's just like literally everything I've said on this last two podcasts. It's like literally don't listen to me. I'm taking the <laughs> under on the Bucks. Um, I think we did see kind of the best they were going to get out of Giannis for now. Sammy thinks that the Bucks are going under because he thinks that Giannis is going to get mono. No, that's <laughs> no, not why. No. I think that Giannis is that's that was one of the best versions we're gonna see of him for about a year or two, right? This is he's at this weird stage right now where he's not at his prime, but we have this weird plateau. I feel like from like for like two years, like right. this is this is young Giannis prime, and then he's not gonna hit a next level. I think until for another year or two, we saw it's kind of like LeBron, like. Mm-hmm. 2007, 8, 9. And then, like, when he landed in Miami, that 2010, when he hit like 28 years right. old, was like, oh, wait, there is another level of LeBron, right? right? And so I think Giannis is kind of at a standstill right now. Not in a bad way. I mean, I think he's going to be top five player in the NBA, but just not, you're not going to, he won MVP last year. We're not going to see some, like you said, the 60% thing. We're not going to see some ridiculous leap from the MVP that all of a sudden won now. Well, is he going to average 50 points a game? Like I was, I'm going to say this right now. If he was really only playing at 60% of what Giannis... He's going to win 82 games. He's going to win 82 games. He's going to be Michael Jordan's records and he's going to win nine straight NBA finals. Like, obviously, he's not playing at 60% capacity. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He is... Not gonna get that much better from last year this year, and this team is not very good. Compared, uh, like from Brogdon was an important piece, although they just let him go. We're trusting Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and Chris Middleton. I'm sorry, but I am not a Chris Middleton guy. He is not an All Star by any means of the words in in the Western Conference, and maybe not even in the East again this year. Well, the problem with what you're saying is. I think he is a, in the East an all-star, and they don't have to play the West that often. You know who they have to play, though, and that I think that are just as good as them almost is the Celtics, the Sixers. That's it, actually. Yeah, that, that's why I just think they're, they'll be stacking up wins. I just think last year that there was they were much better than every team, but I think they're not much better than the Sixers this year. So I think... You got to see a little bit of a downgrade. Some teams have to downgrade once in a while. Yeah, of it's course. It's hard to get better than what you were last year when you win sixty games, unless you add Kevin Durant, yeah. which I actually don't know. If nobody would ever make that move. I actually, do, I, I actually don't think they're going to get better. I just think they go slightly over. Fifty-eight wins. Fifty-eight, fifty-nine wins. Yeah. All right. <sighs> wow. And if any, if you care about the regular, the preseason, they are five and zero in the preseason. Wow. Wow. We also did. You can go check out part one <laughs> if you wanted to hear about the bottom fifteen teams. In the MVP Coach of the Year stuff, we all, we predicted that on part one, right? Yes, uh, sir. Can we? Do you want to do a quick recap of of today's? Well, how about we give our locks first? Oh yeah, sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first? Two locks for the over. I have the Jazz. I'm locking them over fifty three and a half wins. That's a lock. Um, I have more than two. Sorry. Do you have to have two overs, two unders? 
No, no, I have more than two. You can, I guess. I was. Because uh, you told me right before the show, I can't yeah, decide. Uh, Celtics over 49 and a half. Lock. Lock it up, guys. Um, and the Thunder over 32 wins. Lock. Lock it up. Those are my locks. You gotta do, can you do your overlocks? Yeah. My, my overlocks are the Warriors over 47 wins and the Miami Heat over 44 and a half wins. Okay. Ooh, Warriors, huh? Warriors and Heat. I'm not shocked that you took the Warriors. Um, now we're doing unders? Unders. Two locks. Lock it up. I'm locking up the Pelicans at 39 under. Okay. Because... I almost feel like that's not fair because now... I bet you the over-under in Vegas has changed today. Sure has, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the under. <laughs> um, and I will also lock... This is a cop-out answer. I'm sorry, but... Lock it I'm up. Going to co- I'm going to lock the Cleveland Cavaliers under 24 wins. <laughs> Sammy, lock them up. <laughs> can, you, can I get your locks, please? I'm locking up the Indiana Pacers. Under 46 That's and a, a risky half one to lock up. Well, George locked it up. And the Clippers under 53 wins. Lock it up. Are you taking locks or like you're just like bold predictions? No, those are my locks. Clippers under 53. Pacers you know what under. a lock's supposed to mean? That means I am 100% sure they're going under. I'm locking it up. So you're 100% sure the Warriors are going to be almost a 50 win team yep you're 100% sure the Clippers by the way we should write we should not forget these like in monitor throughout the season and then maybe like every little bit we remind people about our locks okay well my pen's not working so we gotta do this quick. <laughs> it's not <laughs> well, well, my, well my pen's not working not, so I gotta like we gotta get off this soon so I can go write this down for okay cool. my locks so my pen's not working anymore uh, all right. right my pen's not working so I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know if I like your idea. Don't know if I'm gonna lock these up. So <laughs> here goes nothing. Um, NBA season starts tomorrow. Please enjoy. And uh, George, we gotta get going. Oh, one more question. What storyline are you most interested in this year? Well, you obviously have an answer because you asked the question, so go first. Please. All right. I'm excited to see what Steph Curry does without Kevin Durant. And Clay Thompson for most of the season. What storyline? Yeah, most excited. That's ob- everyone's most excited storyline is. Is she good enough to carry a team? That's my favorite storyline. Okay, well, that's fine. That could be your favorite storyline. There's other storylines. LeBron James have a resurgence into and help the Lakers into the playoffs. Are, are resurging finally Will the Rockets? Uh, will Russell Westbrook and James Harden work? Will could. Giannis take a step up. Can Ben Simmons become the best three-point shooter in history of the NBA? These all seem like not very exciting. Is Tyler Hero the greatest white player since Larry Bird? George? Is Zion going to play this year? Yeah, he's going to play this year. I told you, my favorite storyline is can Steph Curry How, how How many locks did you have? Three. Okay, can I have one more under lock? Sure. I'm going to... Lock up the Timberwolves under thirty-five and a half. That's that. That's I don't like that. Okay, I've been thinking about that team. Like, I mean, they they could easily be like a thirty-eight win team, and they could also be. Like right, a well, I only won two team. locks anyway, but I just want to reiterate how much they I are don't confusing. How much I hate the Timberwolves. 
All right, George, let's sign off. All right. Hour and a half, almost. Um, And I got to get my pen. So we'll be back later this week. All Um, right. Part two, over-unders, complete episode 577. Um, Visit us at soundsports.com, and this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.